Jeffrey, welcome back to Night Falls. Come settle in for tonight's soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come settle in by the fire for another tale of Alma Esperanza who's about to embark on an expedition to South America. Alma has been enlisted to help a group of researchers find the lost city of El Dorado. But when she senses that she is not being told the whole truth about their expedition, Alma grows suspicious. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. One sugar or two, Alma? Winston asked, holding up a couple of sachets of brown sugar. Alma replied that just one was enough, and Winston passed a sachet to her. He sat down on the other side of the table, in front of his own cup of coffee, and relaxed into his seat. Alma ripped open the packet and tipped the sugar granules into her black coffee. She watched the tiny golden grains disintegrate as they hit the hot liquid, and she stirred the dark water, creating swirling motions with the ripples. While Alma poured over the pages of her journal, Winston read a novel peacefully. Every now and then, the pair liked to get out of the office their stuffy, dimly lit room at the British Museum could get pretty uninspiring if they spent too much time there. So their favourite little cafe across the road was a popular alternative for them to do their work in. Alma 
was working on a paper for her PhD and had been working around the clock, researching and collating evidence to support her hypothesis. Any moment that she wasn't processing artifacts for the museum, she was working on her studies. Alma had already had a wealth of experience and qualifications, but she was always seeking to better herself. Alma's thirst for knowledge was never-ending. Alma took a sip of the strong black coffee and enjoyed the sweet kick of sugar as it hit her tongue. Hopefully, it would give her enough energy to keep going for the rest of the day. Meanwhile, Winston didn't have a care in the world as he enjoyed his novel, accompanied by his frothy latte. The two worked through their books in companionable silence for five minutes before their bliss was interrupted by a figure standing behind Winston. Alma Esperanza, a voice asked expectantly. Alma looked up from her journal to see a tall woman with jet black hair, dressed in a black pantsuit, hovering behind Winston. The woman looked stern and stiff as she awaited Alma's response. Alma debated whether she would admit to being who she was. What did this woman want from her? Ever the trusting one, Winston glanced over his shoulder and took in the tall woman standing behind him. He looked back at Alma and answered for her. Yes, this is Alma, Winston offered up nonchalantly. Alma sighed inwardly and shot a look at Winston, urging him to keep quiet. Winston noticed her glare and cowered back into his seat, hiding his face behind the pages of his book. Alma forced a smile and turned back to the woman with the boxy haircut. How can I help you? Alma asked politely, closing up her journal so that the woman couldn't see what she was reading. The woman dragged a chair from nearby and pulled it up to Alma and Winston's table presumptuously. She placed her briefcase on the ground and then turned to Alma. Alma Esperanza, the woman began. My name is Georgina Price, and I've been sent by the team at the Gringham Institute to find you. Members of our team are planning an archaeological expedition, and we would like you to join us on our mission. Winston slowly peered over the top of his book and stared at Alma with wide eyes. Alma tried not to look directly at him as she attempted to listen to the stranger who had welcomed herself to their table without an invitation. Georgina Price was very vague and Alma had several questions. Alma urged her to continue, unimpressed by the woman's pitch so far. Georgina Price continued. We read your paper on debunking ancient legends throughout history and found it very interesting. Not to mention, 
we heard about your impressive mission to the Lacandon rainforest where you retrieved a precious Aztec diamond. It was lost for centuries until you came along. We think you have the perfect amount of experience and knowledge to join our team. Alma sat back in her chair and folded her arms across her chest. She was playing hardball. What was the Gringham Institute and why were they so interested in Alma? What help could she possibly offer them? As if reading her mind, Georgina Price informed her that the Gringham Institute was a society made up of explorers, scientists and archaeologists with a passion for uncovering the world's hidden wonders. The team had a thirst for knowledge and made sure that artifacts from history fell into the right hands. The latest mission that the Gringham Institute intended to undertake was a search for the legendary lost city of El Dorado, and they wanted Alma to help them find it. Winston couldn't help but put his book down and lean in closer to listen. Alma's eyebrows raised with interest, and she asked, Why do you think that I could help you find El Dorado? All I've ever unearthed on the subject was published in my paper years ago, and I couldn't even come to a conclusion then as to whether I thought it was a real place or not. Georgina Price smiled knowingly and insisted that the team had a good feeling about her. They had been keeping a close eye on Alma's work for a while. She was well known for her tenacity and adventurous spirit. There would be no one better to lead their expedition through the rainforests and mountains of South America. Alma was flattered that her work was being followed so closely. Sometimes she felt like she was just writing papers for herself and nobody would ever read them or find them of interest. But here was an established society that appreciated her work and, even better, they wanted her to join them. Alma suddenly felt a surge of motivation to complete her PhD. Maybe her work did make an impact after all. Georgina Price filled Alma in on the intentions of their expedition. They wanted Alma to lead the way, using her extensive knowledge of the legends of El Dorado, and deliver the expedition team to the site of the lost city. There, they would conduct their research, finally laying rest to the rumors of whether the city existed, and, should it be necessary, ensuring that the city was preserved and protected. Historians and archaeologists could uncover a lot of fresh information about ancient civilizations from El Dorado. Of course, Alma would be compensated for her assistance. Alma was beginning to open up to the idea. She stated that she would like her compensation to come in the form of a generous donation to the British Museum, and Georgina immediately agreed, 
No amount was too big for the Gringham Institute, and Georgina Price was happy to write a cheque immediately. It all seemed too good to be true. Alma would get to lead a team on an adventure, and finally discovered the lost city of El Dorado. That is if it did in fact exist, of course. Before the deal was cemented, Alma leaned towards Georgina Price and whispered, You do realise I've never been to El Dorado. I don't necessarily know where it is. Georgina leaned a little closer in and whispered back, Yes, but we have no doubt in your abilities, Alma. We know that if anyone can find it, it's you. Alma and Winston dashed back to the British Museum that afternoon, totally exhilarated. Alma had been scouted to lead a mission, and the museum would benefit from the proceeds she made. She couldn't wait to get started. Alma informed her bosses at the British Museum and packed her bag, ready to fly to South America. In the meantime, Winston's duty was to research the Gringham Institute and check that they were legitimate. As Alma rummaged through the bookshelves in their office, searching for any texts she thought may help her on the way, Winston carried out his research. He browsed the internet and read any articles he could find on the Gringham Institute. Georgina Price's claims all seemed to check out. It appeared to be a successful investigative society. Once they were satisfied with the intentions of the mission, Winston drove Alma to the airport. They discussed Alma's theories the whole way there. So what exactly is El Dorado? Winston asked Alma as he drove through the busy roads of London. Alma was busy reading a book and making notes on her little notepad. She scribbled as she spoke, multitasking to her best ability. She replied, The earliest reference to El Dorado came back in 1531, when Odaz's expedition heard word that there was a kingdom in South America, beyond the mountain, on the left bank of the Orinoco River. This city was supposedly abundant in gold, as you can imagine pillagers and plunderers throughout the centuries have attempted to find the city, but to no avail. Winston commented that it sounded like a fairy tale, a mere legend. If nobody had found it since 1531, then surely it is only a story that has been passed down in folklore. Alma nodded her head and added, It very likely is a legend, and a muddled one at that. You see, the original stories about the legend of El Dorado all point back to a native tribe in the Andes Mountains, near Colombia. In this tribe, when a new chieftain rose to power, they would celebrate his reign with a ceremony at Lake Guatavita. The new ruler was allegedly covered in gold dust and precious jewels to commemorate the occasion. Then, during the ceremony, they would drop the gold and jewels into the river to appease a god that lived underwater. 
The Spanish explorers who reached South America and discovered this tribe called this golden chief El Dorado, which means the gilded one. Winston was perplexed. So was El Dorado a person and not a place? Quite likely, Elmer agreed. The river was drained of its water by the explorers in the hopes of finding all the gold and jewels allegedly thrown to the bottom of it. But nothing was found. But the Spaniards and other Europeans found so much gold among the natives that they believed there had to be a place of great wealth somewhere that they gathered their gold from. Hence, the legends of the lost city of gold began. As their car pulled up at the front of the airport, Winston and Alma spotted someone standing out front with a big sign with Alma's name on it. It was Georgina Price. Winston took this final opportunity to mutter under his breath to Alma, out of earshot of Georgina. Alma, do you think that Eldorado really exists? Alma smiled at him and replied, Eldorado definitely existed. But whether it was a city or a person is still something I'm figuring out. Alma only hoped that this team of explorers from the Gringham Institute wouldn't be too disappointed if their expedition only led them to a dead end on the banks of Lake Guatavita. Alma climbed out of the car and approached Georgina Price with Winston at her side. Georgina was glad to see her and introduced her to a couple of members of the team that would be flying with her to embark upon the expedition in South America. Alma politely shook the hands of the two men flying with her today. One was an excavator named Ferdinand Poller and the other was a writer named Rex Royce. Georgina wouldn't be flying with them. She was strictly in charge of operations here in the UK, so she would be checking in from afar. The rest of their expedition team would meet Alma, Ferdinand and Rex in South America. Winston remained quiet, studying Ferdinand's face. He couldn't quite place it, but he recognised Ferdinand Poller from somewhere, and he didn't have a good feeling about it. Alma waved Winston and Georgina goodbye and headed for her flight with Ferdinand and Rex in tow. Winston smiled politely at Georgina Price and made his excuses to quickly flee back to his car and return to the British Museum. He had a bit of digging to do. He wanted to know where he had seen Ferdinand Poller before. He didn't know why but he had a feeling it would be crucial to Alma's expedition that he found out. When Alma, Ferdinand and Rex touched down in Colombia, the heat was overwhelming. It was a far cry from the chilly temperatures of London in October, and Alma removed her jacket and tied it around her waist. She lifted her head to the sun and closed her eyes, basking in its glow. She took a deep breath in and sighed. This was going to be a good mission, perhaps the 
biggest one of her career so far. The three of them were picked up by a private car and driven to a base camp in the Andean foothills. Alma felt her nerves start to set in as they pulled up in front of a dozen beige tents and a team of men and women dressed in combat clothes, carrying large backpacks. The campsite looked very military, and everybody was so serious. Alma climbed out of the vehicle and took in the sight of the other team members. They all looked driven and determined, bustling about consulting maps, gathering tools and sipping water from flasks. Alma felt out of her depth. How could she be expected to lead these people to the lost city of El Dorado? Surely they could figure it out without her. But Alma shook off her negative thought. They must need her for something, otherwise they wouldn't have invited her here. Alma didn't have time to settle in. She was immediately introduced to the other members of the expedition team, and they all prepared to leave base camp, with Alma leading the way. Alma pulled her notebook out of her pocket and referred to a passage that she had copied up in the car on the way to the airport. It read, Over the mountains of the moon, Down the valley of the shadow, Ride, boldly ride, If you seek for El Dorado. It was an Edgar Allan Poe quote that Alma had found interesting. It may sound poetic to the naked ear, but Alma had a feeling that the quote held some key instructions and pointers to El Dorado's location. That is, if it did in fact exist. Suddenly, Alma's reading was interrupted by a voice she knew all too well. Well, 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 Alma Esperanza, we need to stop bumping into each other like this, the voice said mockingly. Alma spun span around to come face to face with Frank Sawyer. She groaned and made no attempts to hide the disdain on her face. What was Frank Sawyer doing here? The last time Alma had seen Frank, she had been voyaging through the Mexican rainforest, searching for the ancient Aztec star diamond. She had kept her mission to herself at that time, not wanting Frank to catch wind of her task. If he had known, he would have no doubt followed her and claimed her findings for himself. Frank Sawyer was not one to be trusted. Frank didn't seem to be perturbed by Alma's obvious lack of enthusiasm and continued, Hey, good job on retrieving the Aztec diamond. I read all about it. You didn't mention it when I bumped into you in the middle of the rainforest. I could have helped you. Alma snorted with amusement. Yeah, and kept the diamond in glory for yourself, she thought to herself. Alma suddenly felt a sense of dread flow through her. She was suspicious of Frank's intentions. 
nothing good had ever come from a run-in with Frank Sawyer. Why was he really here? Frank was known for his work studying wildlife and endangered species, not hiking through the wilderness searching for lost civilizations. What did he want with El Dorado? Frank flashed her a smug smile and assured her, Don't worry, Alma, I've got you back this time. Then, without another word, he wandered off to talk to a tall, bare grills type man with a bushy black beard and a bald head. Alma's guard was up. She suddenly felt uneasy. Frank Sawyer wasn't someone you wanted watching your back. She pulled out her phone and quickly texted a message to Winston back in London, telling him that Frank Sawyer was there. Alma was beginning to wonder what this expedition was really about, if Frank was on board. The expedition team members lined up with their backpacks and looked to Alma to lead the way. Alma took in the sight of the crew of intelligent scientists, burly adventurers, savvy doctors, and eager journalists. There were about a dozen of them in total, and they all looked at her with expectation. She began to feel nervous butterflies building up in her stomach, so she took a deep breath in through her nose held it for a few seconds, and then released it, pushing out her feelings of self-doubt. She was more than capable of leading this expedition. Alma was used to traveling on her own. She wasn't used to leading a team. So she decided to push out all thoughts of the rest of the crew from her mind, and imagined she was journeying alone. She already knew where to start their search. They needed to head towards Lake Guatavita. Alma began the hike, and the rest of the team followed. Ferdinand Poller and Frank Sawyer trailed closely behind, with Rex Royce remaining at the back of the line, making notes all the way. The only other woman on the team was an archaeologist named Evelyn Troy, and she quickly made her way to the front to walk alongside Alma. Evelyn declared that the girls needed to stick together amidst a team dripping with so much testosterone. As they walked, Alma got to know Evelyn better, and she liked what she learned. Evelyn Troy was smart and quick-witted, and she had no time for the likes of Frank Sawyer, much to Alma's pleasure. Evelyn had been invited on board to assist with excavation when they eventually found the lost city of El Dorado. Evelyn was just as skeptical as Alma about the existence of the alleged City of Gold, but if anyone found the legendary city, then she definitely wanted to be a part of it. Who wouldn't want to be a part of the team who discovered El Dorado? 
Evelyn pointed out optimistically. Alma liked Evelyn's positivity and it inspired Alma to push forward and trust the team she was leading. If she could find the lost city, then her name would go down in history books for eternity. After several hours of hiking, the team finally made it to Lake Guatavita. The small body of water was seated in a crater and surrounded by lush forest the whole way around. The water sparkled a bright turquoise colour, reflecting an image of the clouds that hovered in the sky overhead. As they stopped by the water's edge to rest, it felt like they were totally alone. Lake Guatavita, ah, Frank Sawyer sighed, taking it in. Then he turned to Alma and added, If this is where you think El Dorado is, then you'll be very disappointed, Alma. People have tried draining this lake several times to look for gold, but nothing has ever been found. I hope you've got more up your sleeve than this. Alma shot Frank a look that warned him not to test her before replying, I'm very aware of that, Frank, but we need to start somewhere, and if this is the place where rituals involving gold and jewels occurred, then there's a good chance that their source isn't far away. Alma hypothesized that the ancient civilizations of the area wouldn't have traveled too far with their gold and jewels to enact their rituals here. Without cars, trains, and planes, journeys across the land on foot could take weeks or months. Traveling for that long with precious objects could leave them open and vulnerable to poachers and pirates along the way. El Dorado couldn't be too far. That is, if it existed. <laughs> <laughs> 